Welcome to Yikes a Movie. I'm Caleb. I'm Erica. And uh, we also play together in a band, Yikes a Band, and that's where this name came from. It's, it's our brand. <laughs> you know, if like someday we have a book publishing company, if we have, it would be Yikes a Book, if we sold RVs, Yikes a RV. Oh. So. That's on our mental to-do list? No, I'm just saying if we did, we've uh. already established what we can do with the Yikesa. Yeah. Does that make sense? Certainly. So our idea with this podcast is to talk about movies, whether it's a specific movie, a director, a genre, um, or if a guest just has like a, a, a group of movies that they want to talk about or whatever, it's just going to have a very free-flowy... Uh, whatever the episode warrants. But today's episode is something I really look forward to as well. It's just sort of personal history with either a movie or a set of movies. So we thought it would be fun if for this first episode to do one of those uh, personal history episodes uh, as sort of like an introduction of who we are and what our interests are. Although I do feel like this particular topic, which is going to be movies that we had on VHS or movies that we saw on repeat as kids, might not necessarily reflect what we like today. Uh, but it does. It is a springboard, and it is uh, the reason that both of us love movies. Yeah, is because we watched those movies as kids. I'll go first. Okay. Because mm. I am older. Mm. And I feel like. Okay. Maybe my movies... Little ages, but okay. No, I'm not saying because I'm older I get to go first. I'm saying that my movies might be a little older. Right, so it's more like chronological. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, it was weird. But without getting into my picks, all of mine are from... Mine range from 85 to oh. 91. Okay, mine are 87, 88, and 89. Okay, so I was thinking because... Like I said, it, it, it's, I was trying to really think about the movies that were the earliest for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm 34, mm-hmm. just to give people out there an idea. Yes, I'm 38. Right. So, I th- yeah, I thought it would be fun to do it, like, because I could say uh, Star Wars movies, but I didn't watch those until I was about 10. Right. And I feel like when you're 10 and older is kind of when you're really developing specific taste Mm -hmm. and these things kind of tend to lead you know trajectory of what other movies you're going to start watching as you get older so i thought it would be fun for my personal picks and i'm glad that it seems like you did that too is more like it's kind of when you are the most accepting of like anything Mm -hmm. like you haven't even really developed your taste yet in or at least discerning taste so I'm excited to see what you put. Yeah, same. I don't necessarily think that the three that I picked we watched in the year it was released. Right. So we got a VCR the same Christmas that we got our Nintendo. Awesome Christmas, by the way. It was a really, really big Christmas for us. Do you remember what year that was? I'd say maybe 88 or 89. So the first movie... Um, we did 
We did have the actual VHS of this. It was just a cardboard sleeve kind. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a puffy. Clamshell, as they call them. Oh, learn something new every day when you're on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from 1989, starring Fred Savage and Howie Mandel. Ooh, I think I know. Little monsters. We're the reason kids get locked in the rooms. <laughs> We're the reason brothers hate their sisters. My sister Melody and I watched this on repeat, like just all the time, all the time. We, we did not have an enormous library of movies, so the ones that we had, we just, just watched over and over again. Some things that stick out in my memory is uh, the peanut butter and onion sandwich. I can't tell if you said that with disgust or... Complete disgust. Oh, okay. Because it looked like you were saying it, because you, you sometimes say things, and I'm like, does she love that or hate it? She has a way of being like, is that peanut butter sandwich? And I'm like, oh. And you're like, I loved it. I'm like, oh. Because I thought you hated it for a second. The montage where he's getting ready, and there's a part where they're eating dinner, and then he's just like shoveling, and, shoveling, and he takes a big swig of milk, and he's like... May I please be excused and like <laughs> yeah, yeah, spit some milk out? Uh, we would like rewind that part because it was so funny. What was the like the bad guy's name? Like boy, something about a boy. Oh, it's just boy. Boy. Frank Whaley. He that he was fucking creepy. I really loved the time lapse photography. Time lapse photography. Oh yeah, and he makes like a flip boat. Thing. Well, she does. It's yeah, yeah. It's a girl that. Well, she's he shows her that it could be a flip yeah, yeah, book. yeah. Flip book. Who put piss in my apple juice? Yeah, it's a classic part. I I have I get that stuck in my head a lot whenever I am drinking apple juice. Well, I always liked movies too, where there's like a bully that becomes part of the gang by the end of the movie. Mm, yeah. It was like. Revenge of the Nerds, when Ogre, in part two, he becomes part of the gang. I don't, I, don't, I couldn't tell you. Oh! Not good. What, uh, what's the song that's playing when they're on the beach? Uh, we're on the road to nowhere. Isn't that? Yeah. Yes! That last bit where, when they're on the beach, and even though, like, the credits mm-hmm. eventually start rolling and stuff, like, I just remember always having just, like, just such a like a feeling inside my belly mm-hmm. when that part would come on yeah i was always that was a movie where because i don't really feel this i didn't really feel this way a lot when i was a kid but that was a movie where like i wanted to see what what was their life like after that mm-hmm. like does he ever go back to that monster world are they like these kids basically adults now like m- mentality wise because they've gone through such a thing this was some heavy shit for a little kid. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anything else on Little Monsters? Nah. Just that I want to watch it now. Okay. Well, for my first pick, I would consider it somewhat thematically similar um, just because it's kind of a kid's movie. It's dealing with monster kind of stuff. And that would be Teen Wolf. He's a wolf in teen's clothing. And tonight is his night to howl. 
Teen Wolf, a new comedy. I picked this one because recently I just showed our daughter, Rudy, Teen Wolf, like a couple months ago, which she referred to later as, wasn't that on Teenager Wolf? Which I thought was funny. <laughs> and, um, but no, this was like, a, yeah, this was like a really big movie for me. I just thought it was so cool because it took something that was normally scary and just made it like not only fun but like you wanted to be it like I wanted to be mm. the wolf and I wanted to it was aspirational I wanted to somehow get some powers and become a wolf it's got a really weird mixed message of like being yourself mm-hmm. but don't be yourself mm-hmm. if yourself is like too good yeah it's really bizarre. Wasn't um, the not bad guy, but the not nice guy in Pee Wee's Big Adventure? In that, yes, the guy that um, Francis yes. from Pee Wee's Big Adventure mm-hmm. that that steals his bike, yeah, is his friend that's on the basketball team. Okay, yeah. See, I don't actually remember. I can't. I can't really give much input on. Affectionately named Chubbs, oh. in the movie. Yeah, poor guy. Maybe he loved it. Yeah, he maintained his Chubbs diet. Maybe the original script was like his name was Carl, and he's like, "Can we just do Chubbs?" That's what all my friends call me. I doubt it. I doubt it too. Um, this is all I remember. He played basketball. He played a, the last game as a wolf. No, he didn't. He didn't? He doesn't play the last game as a he wolf. Plays, See, that's the thing. Okay, he plays some he game plays as a wolf. He plays all the games. Oh, right. Except, like, the first game you see, or second game you see in the movie, as a wolf. Then he's too good, and all of his friends make him feel bad about it. Well, his close friends make him feel bad about it. And then he plays the last game as himself. And is he good? Well, because he's playing it. Well, the point is he's now playing as a team. Which is a good message. Yeah. He's, like, actually passing the ball. Because <laughs> it gets to a point where, like, at one point in the game, he steals from, like, his own teammate. He's just, he's got a big head now. Yeah. As a wolf. He's a jerk. He's a big, fat jerk. And he also um, surfs on top of the car. I was going to say a that. Van. van. That was the only other thing I remember. Francis, Gi- basketball, van. His friend Giles he has a van. And, uh... What year is this? 85? 85. And so well, a, you certainly didn't watch it then. No, no, no. You I were wasn't, I not wasn't, born. <laughs> I was negative one when that movie God came out. God damn, I'm old. My next movie. It comes from 1988. This, this movie... Ugh. This movie is one that I still love to this day. Now, let me say, Little Monsters... I I will, like, yeah, I like it. Like, but I don't like, like, this movie I love. Yeah. But I don't watch it that often. But whenever I do, I get a lot of feelings from it. It's starring Bill Murray, Karen Sus- Allen. Suspense. Yeah. And it's called Scrooged. See Bill Murray get Scrooged. Hey, back off, big man. That may work with the chicks, but not with me. Did we watch this at the theater? We did watch this yeah. at 
for our uh, I work at a small independent movie theater and we have a Christmas party every year and we get to pick a movie to watch on the big screen while we're eating our treats and talking and yeah we got to watch Scrooge that was a lot of fun so amazing I don't know if I had seen it in its entirety in like a really long time when we saw it in the theater so that was really fun too because it wasn't like something that like I knew every scene by heart Mm -hmm. and all that stuff I remember really liking that as a kid I think the um death like the tv screen isn't and then like its head is like a tv screen or something i remember that being a little freaky as a kid and the in the cab driver yeah buster poindexter smoking cab driver he wasn't too scary i think the um the first ghost that visits him that tells him about the ghosts that are coming uh i don't it was his old well, business partner, I guess, because that's oh, the yeah. story. But he's like fucking like crumbling, like yeah, he's flesh apart. is coming off him, and then like his his uh like like a golf ball. Yeah, there's a golf ball. Bill Murray goes to take a drink of alcohol, mm-hmm. and then he's like, oh, and pulls the golf ball out of his mouth. I do remember that. So, a good lessons in life as uh any kind of variation of a christmas story will give you i remember feeling wholesome and like learning life lessons from this movie well it's weird though because it's like tonally it's like really dark Mm -hmm. and like a little most of the movie is like pretty like pessimistic i feel like it has kind of uh everyone sucks especially tv sucks movies suck like it's such a like statement of like all the like sensational over like violent mean-spirited tv that was out at the time um but this movie i think was like a critique of all that well yeah for sure i remember um just really, really loving his relationship with Karen Allen's character. I can't remember what her name is right now, but she called him Lumpy. The first time they ever met, like, she opens the door into him or something, and it knocks yeah. knocks his head, and, and then they, like, bonk heads when they both bend down. I thought that was the cutest thing in the whole wide world as a little child. Yeah. And then it's sadder later when, like, they're arguing and they're breaking up and she's still calling him that. Mm-hmm. It's really sad. But then, like, when he calls her later, later, mm-hmm. because all this is going on, and she'll still, she still refers to him that way. It's Not all the time, sweet. but, yeah. That was one where, like, I remember really liking it, and it was, like, as a little kid, and, like wanting to watch it and like trying to catch it on tv and um i just always felt like like i just missed it or we don't i don't get to see like parts of it at a time or something it was never one that like i owned or we rented or anything but i loved it because it had just enough scary that it was like really exciting Mm -hmm. and bill murray he's so good he is so good. He's so good. I love him so much. And even in that movie, like, 
there's something about Bill Murray. Like, if you just look at his face, you're not like, yeah, he's cute. He's not cute. But, like, he is. Like He's charming. Because of, of him. He's so charming. He can and do Scrooged anything. And Scrooged when he's in the past and he has, like, um, he's got, like, a little bit, like, longer of hair. Oh, yeah. It's almost like a mullet. And, and he's not, uh, like, so consumed by the TV world yet because he hasn't gotten right. into it. And so he's just still really pure and wholesome, you know? Yeah, and not like, a real Ebenezer at that point. Yeah. Oh, he's just so charming and endearing. It's the cutest little Bill Murray. So you got anything else about Scrooged? Um, I'm no. loving your pick so far, by the way. Thank you. I, I love this movie. That's it. Okay. What year, what year was that? 1988. Okay, one year later, a little film would come out. It would make a little bit of a splash called Batman. I have given a name to my pain. What are you? I'm Batman. So this is one that we owned for sure, but I don't remember having the cardboard case for it. I don't know if we either A, lost it, it got damaged, or what could have happened was we might have like bought it from like a video store. Okay. And so there's two things that I remember before the actual movie starts. There's the Diet Coke commercial where it's the it's just scenes from the movie of the car driving through leaves and all that. But then they have the man who played Alfred, and I wish I could remember his name. I think it was like Michael... Michelson. Michael Gower or something like that. So I loved that commercial at the, be- at the beginning of Alfred pouring the Diet Coke for Bruce Wayne. Um, but I do always remember being like, why is it going to be Diet Coke? Why can't it be regular Coke? It's better. With my little five, six-year-old attitude about it. I don't think I even had tried Coke. Well, my mom's a big Diet Coke fan. Yeah. So we definitely had Diet Coke in the house, and I hated it. Um, but then, and I wish this was on, like, because we just got the, the 4K version of... Batman like a week or so ago and I wish that they would put this on the releases but there was like uh it was like a weird like kind of infomercial kind of commercial before the movie with Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and they were saying it was kind of like do you remember the cartoon Duck Amuck where it's Daffy Duck and he's being like drawn on by ends up being Bugs Bunny at mm-hmm. the end it was kind of like that. And um, they are like, wait, wait. Like, uh, Donald. Daffy Duck is like, before you start the movie, he's like, he's doing like a checklist. He's like, popcorn, check. Soda, check. Warner Brothers ball cap. You don't have a Warner Brothers ball cap? You can't watch a Warner Brothers movie without a Warner Brothers ball cap. I hate it. It's awesome. I hate everything that's happening right now. <laughs> so Bugs Bunny comes and he's telling him like how to order your your Warner Brothers catalog. So I can see why they you know obviously it's not part of the movie. It's not really anything that's even relevant anymore. I almost have like more 
of a instant picture in my head memory of that than I almost do like watching the movie itself just because it like I always thought that was a really fun way to get excited about the movies that you were about to watch you know it's funny is now that I'm thinking about it I think this I think Batman might have been one of the ones that we had oh you actually had that yeah I do because um like I I can't think of what else we would have had that had Michael Keaton in it mm-hmm. at that time. And just I remember watching it. Not a lot. It was like one of those ones that we had, but we just wouldn't pick it that often. Well, anything else on uh, the Batman? No, because um, everyone knows about Batman, but especially specifically talking about VHS tapes, for some reason I have more of like a touchstone with the Diet Coke commercial and the (laughs) Warner Brothers catalog. I just loved it. I loved all that stuff. Because it was almost like, especially the Warner Brothers catalog thing was cool because it's like, oh, here's these Looney Tunes that I love. And it was like this weird additional thing that you got to this awesome movie. Mm. This final pick of mine is I saved it for last because not only is it one that I would say I love as an adult, but also one that I would comfortably place in top five of all time. Oh, nice. Favorite films. So this movie is from 1987. You got a guess? I'm going to say The Princess Bride. You are correct. By Rob Reiner. Kissing again. Someday you may not mind so much. The Princess Bride. Not just your basic, average, everyday, ordinary, run-of-the-mill, ho-hum fairy tale. Yeah, it's... it. it I almost said it holds up. I will never... I will never use that phrase on this podcast. But it is so fucking good. It is yeah, so good. good. As a child, I loved it. As a teenager, I loved it for some same and some different reasons. And as an adult, I... Love it for some same, some same, and some different, some different reasons. Yeah, it's wonderful. It wasn't one that I watched as a kid. It was like by the time I, w- I was, it was one that I was like kind of always aware because I think my cousin Sarah really liked it. I remember hearing the title a lot, and I remember it being on when we got cable or because we would have like cable or satellite, whatever, because we lived out in the country, so we had to have <laughs> satellite. The country. I remember that being one that I caught parts of on TV, and I always thought it looked really great, but I didn't know anyone that had it, and I never thought to, like, rent it or anything. So I didn't watch it until you had talked it up so much. And I was like, oh, I really want to see this. I do remember even then, like, upon first viewing, you were you being just like, yeah, it was fun. It was... But it, whatever. But then, like, after watching it more and more. Right. I just didn't have, like, the nostalgia, nostalgia or anything. Um, it is always interesting to watch something that, like, somebody else had seen a million times and is, like, in their DNA and they <laughs> love it. And then you watch it just as an adult and you have, like, a complete... It's like 
you're watching two completely different things. Oh, 100%. There's stuff, probably things. But I think that situation is reversed with you and me. Yeah. But I could definitely, like, plug into, like, I could see why a child would have loved this. And I think I would have if I just, through circumstance, didn't see it. But, like, if I had seen that as a kid, that would be one of my movies Mm -hmm. for sure. And I do love it now. I've seen it multiple times. We got to see it in the theater. We saw it at the little art theater, and I sobbed. You did. I don't mean, like, I got a little misty or my eyes filled up once or twice. I mean, like, dripping off my chin, sobbing. I was very proud of you because you didn't say the lines out loud as much as you wanted Okay, well, here's the thing. (laughs) When we watch this movie at home... I'll often get, like, a, a limit. Like, you, you get five lines. I say you can I'll give you three. You usually say three. And then you usually get about ten. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, mom! Oh, or Rudy. Yeah. yeah. Or she, you. She gets tired of it, too. We'll get, we'll make the annoyance abundantly clear so then I'll finally stop. But then, like, there's always some, like, at the very, you can't. It's possible, Pig, is that one of the very last scenes. Mm-hmm. How can you get three lines and say two and then wait the whole movie to say that one with it? Oh. Mm-hmm. It is one of those movies that does kind of have, like, a culture around it that could be kind of irritating mm-hmm. where they think it's, like, the only movie that exists or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could say that about a lot of... A lot of movies. Um, and that is something that like would have bothered me a lot more ten years ago. I got over that. Let people like what they like. Yeah. Um, don't be a jerk just because it isn't your thing. But that movie definitely, undeniably, has like. I wouldn't even say cult status because it is such a popular movie. Yeah, but I I agree with I I would put use that word. Yeah. I would. It's I a just cult always classic. Kind of, yeah, I just always consider that more like smaller movies that maybe less people know about or something, which yeah. is another thing that I don't give a shit about anymore either. Like whenever I watch a good movie nowadays or or there's a movie that I love, like I want to share it with people. I don't care about it being mine or that's just a weird. It's such a weird way of thinking because you want you want those people to get the recognition that yeah. they deserve. And I understand, yeah, that, like, when you're a kid, there is a specialness of, like, not very many people know about this. I think, like, when, like when you first enter teenage. But you got to leave that behind. That's cool when you're a kid, but... Yeah. Get um, over it! Mm-hmm. Damn it. So, hmm, what can I even say about this movie? Wesley. <laughs> Just his name. Heart eyes. Fetch that picture. You say it like this. Fetch me that picture. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else about Princess Bride? Um, something that I wonder that I've pointed out to you that I remember not ever giving two thoughts to when I was a child younger but then my sister said something to me about it and then when I noticed it I was like oh my god it's so clear um is the like gay undertone 
or not really even undertone in some parts it seems very or it's hat between prince humperdinck and the count the six-fingered oh, yeah, man yeah, yeah. oh yeah there's like a mutual admiration but there's also like lingering looks mm-hmm. but no i love it i love their their back and forth and i think that's kind of also chris sheridan's energy because he has that in fright night mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. like whenever he's talking to charlie he's very well, he's a vampire so he's very seductive and him and his familiar have a very similar mm-hmm. relationship very yeah and i had seen most of that movie. <laughs> I was thinking about my mom covering my eyes for, like, the sexy dancing. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah, uh, in that movie, oh, my God. I thought he was so sexy. (laughs) Oh, my God. So so maybe that, like, carried over. Yeah, maybe. He just has, like, an energy. Yeah. But also, I mean. I mean, but so is Christopher Well, Christopher Guest definitely is, like, he's interested. Yeah. Let's just say that. Um, well, and, like, he doesn't, like, Prince Humberdinck doesn't want Princess Buttercup to be his wife because he feels like he could love her. It's all about the the power of the position. You know, one might, yeah, might yeah. make the argument, like, but but he loves her. Like, no, he doesn't. No, he, doesn't he doesn't care even, about her at all. He, and he doesn't even seem, like, attracted to her, mm. really. Before we move on from Princess Bride... I can't remember. Did you say this was one that you owned? We owned it. Was it like an actual copy? Was it a TV? It was not recorded off TV, but I can't remember. Uh, because the thing is, is that we we did eventually get a DVD of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think we did have um, a legit VHS copy. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember if that was like... Right. The first one we owned, we might have had it as like a, a tape-to-tape recording first, and then eventually as we got t- to be able to be on our feet a little bit more. I don't know why we would do that, though. Yeah. Well, I could see like wanting to use the tape for something else, or maybe it was wore out or something. Because especially own. when you would tape those off TVs, man, eventually they were unwatchable. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. The only one that I can remember that we had recorded off the TV where we had to put commercial pauses in was The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. And one of the commercial pauses, it got started because it seemed like whoever was standing there right next to the VCR getting ready to push record mm-hmm. uh, thought it was about to start. And so a Joe versus the Volcano <laughs> commercial started. So I am on my last one, and I kind of cheated for this one. This is a twofer, but they go together. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from That's, 1990. That was on my list, too. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, two from 1991. The Secret of the U's. We will punish these creatures. What the heck was that? Looked like sort of a big title in a trench coat. Rock and roll! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. But I remember it was the same deal as our Batman, where it was just in the plastic, transparent case. And I remember it had, like, it said Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then it had the New Line Cinemas logo, and it had 
like a cartoon face of mm. one of the turtles like repeated a bunch of times on mm. it. It was really weird. And um, I can't remember any of them now, but I had all of the previews. I would always watch the previews before the movie. I would never fast forward them, and I had like all of them like memorized word for word with the movie itself. And then, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, so I'm lumping these together, I got for Christmas from my grandma Donna and Grandpa Art, and I was very excited about that. And so I remember actually, like, just the contrast of having an actual case for a movie, because it didn't seem like any of our movies had cases. That was, like, the first one I remember actually having the cardboard case. I don't know if this was an experience that a lot of kids had, especially kids that didn't maybe have a lot of money mm, that, that were getting getting these VHSs like second hand. Yeah. Um but I remember being so excited and it was that cool white cover with the turtles and there was no background. It was just like a white yeah, white background with with them posing around the words. And uh I can't remember which turtle movie had it. But one of them had a Pizza Hut commercial. That was the first one. I'm ninety percent sure because I would watch that all the Is time. Is with the kid playing baseball. Mm-hmm. So if you guys get a chance, watch that. If you haven't seen it since you were a kid, or if you've never seen it, just look up Pizza Hut baseball commercial or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or whatever. It's really funny. And that was the other day we were talking. We uh, were talking about that "I'm Free" song. Mm-hmm. The Soup Dragons version Ugh. said was in the. It's terrible, but it was in on a preview for a movie called Step Kids, which by the time the movie came out, it had a different title, which I don't know. But I've I've read the title like a million times of what it was renamed, but I never remember. Well, it just which one was that on? The first one Step or the second? Kids. I think that was on two. Oh, because I was gonna say I don't remember that. But yeah, I was a huge Turtlehead growing up. I always loved, and I think, it, oh, I don't want to get it wrong. I think it was yours, too, but my favorite was always Raphael. Oh, yeah. I was a big fan of that. In the... Kind of that hot head. I was trying to think of what to call him. In the movie itself, like, not cartoon or comic book... Yeah. ...style. Um, uh, I remember, like, feeling, like, not crush. <laughs> But almost just like there's just something about him. It's just like this turtle. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say like Casey Jones or something. Oh no, Casey Jones was fucking hot. Like oh I remember God. as a kid being like, I don't when he's yeah. when he like you know he's just so like moody and like emotional and like he had the long hair too. No, not Casey. I'm going back to Raphael. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, damn. No, he's cool. And I always thought he was like hot for a turtle. That's an example though of like a film series where as a kid I preferred the sequel over the original. Hmm. And then watching it as an adult being like no, the original <laughs> the original movie is like far superior to the sequel. Do you have anything else to say on this? No. Um, other than, it's funny when I, other than Teen Wolf, I do feel like uh, 
I like that my memory of them is the whole package of like that VHS and not really even particularly the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to our first episode. It's exciting. I it's it was a lot of fun. Thank thank you for suggesting packing this stuff on yeah, a little trip. Yeah, I feel like at first it was like, how do we do this? But once we started talking and getting into it, I feel like it was pretty easy. Um, if you don't hear an episode two, it's because we got murdered. We got murdered out by, by the fire. By Freddy or Jason. I actually requested that Caleb look up the um murder rate in this county as we were driving around late at night because it's really fucking creepy it's really scary here guys it's the slasher capital of ohio yeah um so good watching do we hit do should we make a tagline like a sound off good watching (laughs) have a nice movie No, but for real, thank you guys for listening, and we, uh, we love you for it. And this has been Yikes a Movie. Ciao. Ciao.